Marianne and Heather. This is a real view of the Grace Life. We're sort of picking up where we left off a couple of years ago. So what we're doing here uh, is that we're just kind of continuing that conversation, really with the focus on, you know, with this foundation of grace and the righteousness we have in Jesus Christ, that we are living in the goodness of God. We know He is faithful. If He didn't spare His own Son, but delivered Him up on a cross for us, how will He not freely give us all things? So this show is going to be about encouraging people. We may stop in the middle and pray. (laughs) You know, we may feel like we have something from the Lord that, you know, just is a word that we need to share in the moment. Um, We'll have scriptures and stories. But anyway, I'm Trisha. Y'all know me. Um, Just But for the people listening, we're a part of Parousia Ministries as well. Um, There's the book Unveiling Jesus. There's Bible studies and all of that. You can look up my background on parousiaministries.com. But I have Marianne with me, and Marianne and I did a podcast called the Q&A Podcast where we, you know, talked through some questions that people have about grace. But Marianne, why don't you share a little bit about you? Um, I am a mother of two. I have two children ages uh, nine and six. Let me make sure I get those correct. Um, and I have used to be working career woman. Now I stay at home with our two children um, and was radically changed, like Tricia said, by Jesus, an encounter with Jesus that I was not expecting. I had a what I thought was a great, really, I had a great relationship with Jesus, um, but it was really focused on me pleasing Jesus all the time and wanting him to be so proud of me. Um, and then one day I was watching television and I had this revelation. I heard scripture in a way that I had never heard it before, which was that there was nothing that could separate me from the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what really stuck, stood out and was a very much aha moment was that nothing included my sin, my sin. Mm-hmm. And I had been always taught that my sin separated me from Jesus. And in that moment, I had this revelation of even when I sin, mm-hmm. I am still in union with Jesus. Right. And from that moment on, I, it was, I will liken scripture to one of those. Do you remember back in the 90s, there were those posters that had like a hidden picture and you would have to like squint and cross your yeah. eyes and yeah. then you would see the 3D picture emerge. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like my whole life I'd been looking at scripture alongside people being like, I see it. I do. I see it. And then all of a sudden, it became 3D and in color, and a picture emerged. And I was like, I see it. I see it. And my life and our family's life has never been the same since then. Yeah. I have been a witness to that. So, And there's been so much freedom. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I think I am so happy. And I am also, at times, I am so thankful that, if I ever let my brain go there sometimes of like, what if I had not had this revelation, what type of a mother would I be? What type of a wife would I be? What would our day-to-day look like? And I think it would be rigid and it would be chaotic Mm -hmm. in a 
very rigid way. Mm-hmm. It would be no, it would not be freedom and it would not be peace and it would not be rest. Yeah. It would be a continual carrot and stick trying to achieve peace and rest. Yeah. And so, so thankful for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Heather Downey, one of my dearest friends in the mm-hmm. whole wide world. Um, I have the. I see your name quite a bit because when we make we have the scripture cards, the personalized scripture cards, and Heather, your name is the name that's Aww. set in all of our scripture cards oh. for women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we always start wow. with Heather, wow. and if somebody wants you know a set for Lucy, we have to change Heather out and Aww. put Lucy in. So um, anyway. That's amazing. I love you. I love you, too. It's so, an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of Parisia, mm-hmm. my friends. It's it's the best. It's so good. Well, Heather uh, is going to – she's our guest today and just here just to kind of bring in uh, the threesome. So we're always going to have a threesome and have one of our Grace girls in the conversation. And – what we you know plan on doing is uh, ask you know tell us your story a little bit about your story. So Heather, tell us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've married, been married almost twenty nine years. I have three children, adults twenty eight, twenty four, and twenty two. Um, and and uh, we have been a believing family the whole time. But how many years ago was that that you taught at the Jenkins? Uh, what was in 2012? Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine asked me to come to a Bible study, which that was nothing new. And I went, I, I always say this. I remember where I sat, what chair I sat in, yeah. where I was in the room. It was as if I was the only person there and words were coming out of Trisha's mouth as she taught, but they were coming to me. They were all for me. Mm-hmm. But the message was... When Jesus said, um, I did not come, uh, oh, how does it start, Tricia? Um, well, he didn't come to, to to be served, but to serve and to right. give his life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. And the serving part of that unraveled me because apparently I thought there was something mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. that I had to serve everybody and and that's what I was doing. I was serving everybody, and I was apparently worn out. I was at my yeah. my wit's end. Um, but you know what? Jesus came in that moment, and I don't know how, and I can't explain it, mm-hmm. but in that moment, it was like heaven came and served me for the Ooh. first time. And I was served the very best. And I went home, and it, it, my home life radically changed. Even I was putting my daughter to bed that night, and she said, what happened to you today? (laughs) And I think she was about 11 years old or so, maybe 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. And I told her a little bit about it. But, Marianne, we had the same experience of what you haven't had happen. I ran a tight ship. I was no fun. I I had tasks to do because I had to serve you, and I had to serve other people outside of my house. But when I got the revelation of grace and that Jesus came to serve me, it was like this, um, it was like 
you know, the, the bottle cap came off of the bottle, the carbonated bottle mm-hmm. that you shook. It was like it just spewed out. And over time, we've relaxed um, because I don't condemn my children anymore, you know, hopefully as much as I did. My husband, we just have so much fun, even if they annoy me and get on my last nerve and I'm tired of them. I just can laugh like it's going to be OK. Um, so that that's my story is that he he came to serve me and to give his life as a ransom for me yeah. and my family and the world. And it's just I can't stop talking about it. Just well, can't stop. You know, that that season of our lives, which we were all a part of. I mean, yeah. God just right. divinely brought us together. Were we friends before that? No. no, we didn't even know each other. And it has been an amazing decade uh, or more, a little more, mm-hmm. of um, you know what God told me. He said, your new covenant friends will be the best friends you ever had. And in this decade that we have been walking as friends together, we've seen a lot happen in the world. We've seen a lot of shifts take place. We Right now it does seem that it's waves and waves of darkness, you know. And that was kind of, you know, I've spent the last couple of years in deep prayer and hearing waiting on a word from the Lord every single day and and receiving that. And it's all about the nature of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the plan of God, His ways through the Old and the New Testament. He's he's just shown me so much. And I, I felt like you said recently, and you and I, we got together and we were hearing similar things about doing a podcast. And what was on my heart to talk about or to be the theme is yeah we're going to start with this foundation of righteousness the righteousness we have through jesus christ god made jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him that that we are as jesus is right this this is what we have talked about for years what does that mean for us in the world today and what do we bring to the table we all have issues that we deal with right Right. Life isn't always a straight line. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not exempt from living in this world, right? We do right. stuff. But what do we have? You know, I'm just now thinking of um, Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms. You know, he asked for, you know, and they said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I will give to you. What do we have? We have hope. And our hope is a confident, joyful expectation of good in our future. And I I just felt like, and our hope is Jesus, right? Yes. We always go back to that. Everything we have ever Mm -hmm. needed has been provided through the cross, our faith is to receive what has already been provided through His grace. And so I felt like God said to me, I want you to encourage my people. I want you to sow the seeds of revival. And especially, my heart is for the young people. And I don't know how this is going to dovetail 
with what I see for young people. But I believe that the seeds that we will plant, as we just share the word with each other, it's going to encourage people. Amen. That's my hope. Amen. I felt like you said, I want you to encourage my people and bring hope in the midst of my own things that I'm believing for and waiting Mm -hmm. for. Jesus said, you ought always to pray and never give up. Though he bears long, he will avenge his elect speedily. So that that's what we're going to be doing. We're, and, and I want to read one scripture. I felt like the Lord woke me up with this one. Your precious mother-in-law, Claire, who has been my, a mentor of mine for 20 years, um, sent me this scripture out of the Weist translation, which is an expanded translation of this Greek theologian, amazing. I, I, I have lots of his books, uh, commentaries, but he has an expanded translation. And she sent me this verse, these two verses out of 1 John 1. And I felt I woke up in the middle of the night after she sent it to me. I'd read it several times. I felt like the Lord said, this is what you are going to be doing on this podcast. So here is our theme verse. That which we have seen with discernment, and at present time is in our mind's eye, and that which we have heard, and at present is ringing in our ears, we are reporting also to you, in order that as far as you also, you may be participating jointly in common with us in our firsthand knowledge of the life of our Lord. This is talking about our experience with Jesus. We're going to be sharing that, how we've heard from him, how we're feeling him, how he's touching our lives. And it goes on to say, and the fellowship indeed, which is ours, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things, as for us, we are writing, or we're speaking here on the podcast, in order that our joy having been filled completely full in times past, may persist in that state of fullness through the present time. Anything that we have ever experienced in the Lord is eternal. Amen. Well, we've just been talking about our story in in a really pivotal time in our lives. Has that waned? Has that changed? Has that gone away for you? Marianne. Absolutely not. No, in no way has that gone away or changed. It's only grown. Mm-hmm. And there's, I, I'm amazed at how much there's just continual revelation of Jesus Amen. in our Father's heart yeah. and how I can never get to the bottom of it. It is always, always there, always flowing, mm-hmm. always available to me. Yeah. And I had texted both of you guys this morning and I was saying, I never grow, t- I never grow tired of talking about what Jesus has done for us. Yeah. You would think that I can tell you before I had this revelation, there were probably some topics at church that I was really grown tired of at different times. This hearing the same things over and over again, but I never grow tired of this. And I know I can never reach the end of Jesus. There's always more to see. There's more to discover. There's more like, there is so much more love that I can even fathom, and every day I'm peeling off another layer, another layer, another layer. And I love that I get these kind of truths or revelations that will come every few days or weeks, and I can marinate on that. Mm -hmm. 
and really, and it's just constantly coming, sweet, sweet goodness, Amen. constantly yeah. coming. And that doesn't mean life is perfect, right? No. but I can mm-hmm. constantly be receiving that message of love yeah. and grace from him and the, knowing that I am his beloved. And going through stuff. Yes. Like just you know, going through life. Going through life. Big big things and small things. Big things and small things. It really does change the way that yeah. I can handle situations. Yeah. I can step back and go, wait, wait, wait. I'm believing something that's not true here. Because I'm I, the what things boil down to, I'm not at rest right now because I've believed a lie that my father is not in my corner all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Right. I am hidden in Christ. I know mm-hmm. my identity. I am hidden in Christ. I'm seated with Jesus. Yeah. He was seated at the Father's right hand. He's seated. He's not at work anymore. He has done his work. He's at rest. Right. And I'm at rest with him. And one thing that changed for me is I'm not calling evil good. And good, evil anymore, oh, right? A, I'm not blaming God for things. No. Because God is good and only good and only has good to give. He only he has good to give. Jesus. I have to sometimes rein it in with people, just mm-hmm. talking to people, when they will really start to blame something on life. Yeah. On God, on their yeah. Heavenly Father yeah. that did not do this to them. Right. And I have to really it sometimes be... That's probably when I have to be the most careful with my wording mm-hmm. because I want to get really hostile with someone yeah. who's pinning something on on God on God that is not his yeah. character at all that he can't even do. And well, I don't get really hostile, well, right. but, but I am right. very protective of Jesus gave it all. Right. right. And when you start acting like he didn't give it all or didn't give enough – and that it was not finished. I yeah. am, he gave so much, and I want him to get what he paid for. Yes, because he paid such a price. Exactly right, and you know to to give people hope and encouragement mm. that you know that they can they can kind of have have this awareness that ah that that isn't what God said. Because you know what, if you think God sent something, mm-hmm. how can you ask for God? To, to to fix it, right? I mean, you think, well, if he did it, and I know this happened with my husband when he was paralyzed, you know, all the way, his whole body was paralyzed, and he said, God put me on my back. Well, we didn't know we could ask God to heal him right. for eight years. Wow. And in wow. 1995, the Bible fell into James 5, and I was like, oh, <laughs> we can ask God to heal this. Amen. And uh, sure enough, you know, w- within just just uh, a short period of time, we received healing from Mark, and he's been walking in good health since 1995. But for eight years, we didn't know we could ask because we felt like God did that. And that you had to learn something. Right. Yeah, right. Like we he's learned teaching a lot. you a like lesson. He's, he's got to teach that Right. Lesson. Like you he know. has to give you something hard to teach you a lesson. I will say, in there the is some eight of that years, we, we actually did learn a lot. And I, I consider it the mercy and grace of God that no matter where we are, he meets us. Amen. You know? So what about you, Heather? Um, did you learn something 12 years ago that you moved on from that and— uh, that was kind of yesterday's yeah. revelation. Well, you know, I used to think I had to earn everything mm-hmm. in my life. I had to um, earn some blessings or that something happened because 
or a, a curse or something bad had happened in my mm-hmm. life because we had made a bad decision or we had done something wrong, you yeah. know, whatever that misconstrued idea is. Um, but now, and, and so, you know, where that kept me, I was jealous a lot of the times yeah. mm-hmm. and I didn't ever express that to anyone, but that really was festering in me almost mm-hmm. like a, a sore wound or something you know, mm-hmm. she must have done something right, so you blessed her, God. What do I need to do right to bless me? I was comparing myself a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But thankfully now, I don't, I really, I got, honestly, I can't think of the last time I was jealous um, because I know God has good for me no matter what happens. And I know he has good for me because I'm in union with Jesus and God has good for Jesus. So yeah. I'm okay. And when something happens in our life, there's a bump in the road. I don't question, what do I need to do to fix this? How do I need to get myself right with God? I'm now thinking, I'm now actually saying, what did you say about this situation, Lord? What is your promise here? Yeah. I'm going to look to that, and I'm going to look for you to fulfill your promise and provide. Yeah. So it's it's shifted the angst that was in me, and there's a, mm-hmm. a peace that's there about that. There's a confidence. We were talking about that earlier. There's a confidence that mm-hmm. something bad could happen, but we're going to be okay. It's not yeah. going to be a problem. The economy could have a problem. We could get sick, which we've dealt with some of that. Um, but we're going to be okay, and yeah. God's going to sustain us somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he's going to do it. But he is going to sustain us because he loves us. And I don't know about you, but I also have freedom, and I don't have to figure out how he's going to sustain exactly. us either. I don't, ha- I don't exactly. have to come up with that in my imagination. I can rest and know that no. it's just taking but care it's of a But con- for me, it's a constant. Well, some days it's almost like every 30 seconds I'm having to say, mm-hmm. no, I'm righteous. So right. righteous people are taken care of, right? Yeah. I'm yes. looking to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And my righteousness comes from Jesus, not what I'm right. thinking or believing right. about my works. It comes from Jesus. But sometimes it's a constant reminder about that. But yeah. you're right. I don't have to figure out the solution or in bed at night think, yeah. how is he going to come through tomorrow? Yeah. There's there's no worry there. Well, I, I want to uh, just end this little introductory podcast with a scripture that has... Uh, Oh, my goodness, has brought me so much comfort. And that is to know that just as the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth, God has a plan and a provision Yes. before we even ask. I mean, Jesus said that. He already knows what you need before you even ask Him. And if He knows what we need, He's already provided through Jesus Christ. So we keep our eyes on Jesus. We talk about that all the time, right? Isaiah 65, and this is talking about God's people, right? I love the Old Testament because when I look at it through the grid of the new covenant, the grid of grace through the cross, cross cross-eyed, then I see all the promises of God for his people, and I receive those for myself. They will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, I received from myself and my family. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And he says, God says in, in Isaiah 46, Remember the things I've done in the past, for I alone am God. I'm God and there's none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. And it really is to our advantage to know him, to make a deep dive into knowing Jesus, who is the image of the Father. If you want to know what God's like, look at Jesus. What did he do when he walked the earth? And go ahead and dare to look into the Old Testament scriptures and see all the blessings that God wanted. What was his? He said, I do whatever I wish. What is his desire for his people? I'll tell you what it is. Peace. Shalom. Nothing broken, nothing missing. He wants us healthy. He wants us provided for in every way. He wants our children walking with him. And knowing him. I pray for my children that they'll know him in more profound and intimate ways than I ever did. Amen. Amen. Me too. Amen. Isn't that what you want for your yes. kids? You want more for them. Yes, in Absolutely. every way. Absolutely. But that is the most important. Yeah, it is mm. the key. It yeah. is. In fact, it, it, you know, the spiritual life of our kids is so much more important than any behaviors that we might see that aren't lining up mm. with their identity in Jesus. So, you know, Mark and I, we focus 100% on the spiritual. But we ask for protection, right? We have grown children. We ask for protection. and um, But God, and I just want to say one thing. I don't want to take up the whole time here. But one thing you see as we are seeing revival fires, you know, going across the country, is that young people... When God does this work, and it's an outpouring, and it's something that He does, and He does it inside, right, is that no pressure from the outside could make them shape up half as well as love on the inside and that grace and mercy of God that touches their hearts. So that, that's the number one thing that, that I pray for for my kids is that they'll have encounters with Jesus. Amen. And they'll know him intimately. So um, I have a goal, I have a vision, and that is is that people, somehow that God will use what we're saying here to encourage people, do not give up. There is hope. God is going to come through for your family. He's going to come through in your health. He's going to come through in your finances. He's going to come through in your relationships. God will make a way where there seems Amen. to be no way. Amen. Rivers in the desert, roadway in the wilderness will he make. Amen. 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 Yes. A Real View is brought to you by Parisia, a ministry devoted to boldly sharing the gospel of God's grace, freely offered to us through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Visit ParisiaMinistries.com for teachings and testimonies, as well as information on how you can order Trisha Gunn's highly acclaimed book, Unveiling Jesus, a verse-by-verse foundation of the message of grace. 
This show is made possible by the generous financial support of people like you who love this message of grace. Your tax-deductible gift to Parousia is greatly appreciated. 